the gubernatorial race, the top of the ticket. You've heard on the show from Howie Hawkins, the Green Party candidate, Larry Sharp, who's running as Libertarian, Stephanie Miner from the Serve America movement, and Republican Mark Molinaro. We have not heard from the governor, though he has been invited uh, to this show, but we did from, hear from the governor last night on CBS. Ben, your overall takeaway from that debate, you and I spoke for weeks about how anxious we were about whether a debate was going to happen or not, and we got our debate. So I had a mixed reaction. In one sense, I'm very glad there was a debate. I thought it was telling in a number of ways. On another hand, uh, it was a pretty disappointing debate in terms of value to voters, substance, policy discussion. It was quite a bit of yelling and crosstalk and name calling. Uh, Governor Cuomo really decided to totally sort of unleash himself and dominate the discussion and and uh, overpower everybody, including the two moderators and Mark Molinaro, who, who, you know, hit back at times and asserted himself at times, but was clearly not ready for the level of aggressiveness that Governor Cuomo brought to the stage, which I, I'm not sure anybody was quite prepared for. Um, it, it was illuminating in terms of some things about Governor Cuomo's character and and leadership. It it had some policy discussion that illuminated things for voters. Um, But overall, I think it was a disappointment. And I also think it brought, even at the same time, I think it brings into relief the fact that we don't have a series of substantive debates, which is really what I think New Yorkers deserve. Your thoughts? Along the same lines, I think, in in tandem with there not being a regulated form of debate, the format is so uh, ad hoc every time. The fact that, as with the debate with Cynthia Nixon before the primary, there are no opening or closing statements. It really does not permit someone who wants to craft a larger critique of an incumbent to make that case. It's all driven by questions. And, of course, the quality of the questions and, and how well the answers are moderated falls to the moderator. And that really depends on on how good a job they do. I think, frankly, that Andrew Cuomo won the debate. Uh, he won it. He won it ugly. Uh, Agreed. He, he he won it by dominating it. I think that uh, Mark Marlinaro, when pressed on some of the questions that uh, Cuomo was raising about his support for Trump, uh, some of the critiques of his uh, personal finances, of his uh, legacy as a as a legislator, as of his record as a Dutchess County executive, the Molinaro, as perhaps anyone would have been, was unprepared to meet the the level of intensity of Cuomo's questioning and therefore ended up looking like he was not quite ready to answer questions. Let me say something on that. I uh, was on a conference call Monday morning that Molinaro did where he announced that he was accepting the terms of the debate as they were. He had, you know, he was one of several forces that had sort of goaded Cuomo into doing this debate, which he might not have done if it wasn't for the New York Post, putting him in a chicken suit on their cover multiple days and uh, people on CBS radio pushing him to do the debate. Then he agreed to a debate on CBS and Molinaro insisted it was a televised debate. But anyway, I was on this conference call for reporters on Monday morning and Molinaro accepted the debate and answered some questions and seemed very confident about the fact that he was going to debate the governor and he would be able to handle himself well. And then he had a press conference that was previously scheduled for Monday afternoon to unveil a a plan that he has for uh, expanding services for people with developmental and physical disabilities. And after he unveiled that plan, he took some other press questions and again, expressed a lot of confidence about the debate, seemed to sort of downplay the need to prepare. 
And then he was unprepared. He was not ready for some very obvious attacks. Now, again, as I said, the degree to which Andrew Cuomo was aggressive and interrupting and dominating was maybe even more than uh, those who know him well would expect. Uh, But still, the questions about Trump, the questions about this alleged play-to-play, pay-to-play scheme with Molinaro and his wife, which I think is mostly a whole lot of nothing – and his record as a legislator, his votes, his very conservative votes, those three areas of attack, which have already been out there for months, he was not ready with quick, strong responses on. I thought that was a, a, a really poor performance. It was. Well, I think, you know, how much he was prepared for that and simply got knocked off his game, we'll never know. It was telling that on the few occasions where uh, Marsha Kramer or Rich Lamb were able to actually put a question to Governor Cuomo, uh, especially a difficult question, whether about uh, medical marijuana, um, and there were others as well, Cuomo himself did not seem as strong in answering them as he was as playing it in interrogator to Mark Molinaro. For those who have not read up, the accusation against Molinaro is that as Dutchess County Executive, his government, um, he received donations from an architecture firm. That firm then won a contract from a development authority, and that authority shortly thereafter hired his then-girlfriend, later wife, to a kind of a low-level job as director of marketing. Um, and there is a like hourly by, wage. Sorry. Right, 26000 I mean. a year, um, and that that is something that some members of the Dutchess County Legislature have been calling for an investigation of. It was remarkable that in response to Marlon Auer preparing what he obviously must have thought was going to be a very powerful fusillade involving all the conviction, corruption, corruption convictions surrounding Cuomo and his aides, involving hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not if not millions, uh, that Cuomo was able to hit back with the $70,000 charge that has not been uh, dealt with in federal court or the subject of federal indictments and was able to, if not win the point, at least knock it off the table. It was an incredible, if very cynical, performance. Agreed. He was very skilled in, in being able to do it. He had this line about, yes, these were people around me, but we're talking about you and your family and you, and putting money in essentially your pocket. And as again, as questionable as those claims might be, there's some grain of truth to them. Uh, Molinaro wasn't great about responding, and it it totally turned around some of the corruption allegations to almost make them seem on a level playing field, which they're clearly not to those that follow closely, but we're not talking about people that follow closely as the as the majority of the audience that, that they were talking to. I, I think there's some serious questions about how many people may have been watching or listening, especially with such short notice about it occurring, but at least they had it and it was, it was broadcast. So the question is, I guess, we were talking about the value of debates in the recent weeks. Was this debate valuable? Was it worth having? Having this exercise last night, of course. Uh, I mean, what else? Without the other, the alternative is no debate, and it's definitely better than no debate, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. I think you a, get a to know we the were, candidates a little better. A person we were tweeting with earlier today uh, was talking about how debates are a poor gauge of who makes a good public official, and that might be true. But I don't know that um, campaign ads and speeches and mailers are necessarily a better indication of of how well a person is going to perform when they're actually in in office. So I think, and as you mentioned. 
mentioned, not much. Uh, I was just listing the issues that came up last night, fiscal stuff, MTA, um, opioids, schools, the Bill Stadium, marijuana. So there was an attempt to raise some pretty substantive issues. We just didn't really get anywhere. But it was very revealing in terms of approach to the idea of discourse and, and priorities. Well, we got some policy positions, but it was almost as if they were quick answers and then it returned to some of the attacks. So we didn't get an in-depth policy discussion. This is fairly unrealistic, but you know what I would want to see, let's say in this general election, is something like five debates. Maybe three of them are all the candidates on the ballot and maybe two of them are, are the major party candidates and they have themes. They're held around the state and they focus on regional issues, but also statewide issues. We deserve at least a half hour of discussion on education issues or housing issues. I mean, the big issues and themes, we should see the candidates really having to address those, you know, in front of skilled moderators, big audiences, and really put this conversation out there. Um, What we got was... We know that both Andrew Cuomo and Mark Molinaro favor there being more charter schools, and and that's almost all we learned about their stances on education. Uh, It's very frustrating. We know they both favor some expansion of medical marijuana, which was was interesting. Cuomo was more open to the idea of safe injection sites for battling heroin and opioid abuse. Molinaro said he's not in favor of that. You know, so we saw some things, but it was almost like they were all just brief answers and then back to the the sniping and, and name calling. And speaking of brief answers, Ben and I had a rare public disagreement on Twitter around debate format, and this will get deep, deep into the weeds. Uh, I am not a fan of the lightning round that has become uh, de rigueur in debates uh, where people are asked a quick yes or no question question and uh, and that's it um, and Ben uh, supports them we only have a couple of minutes left this is pretty much our own lightning round but Ben why do you like lightning round I don't just support them I do them right I I am a I I have them as part of the debates often that I moderate and here's why you have a certain amount of time with the candidates you decide on your questions you try to gauge how much time it's going to take you want to allow for follow-ups etc you design the questions there's so many things you can't get to what the lightning round allows you to do is take let's say five minutes depends on the number of candidates and how many lightning round questions you want and just hit on the things you've decided don't deserve a couple of minutes of discussion you get some on the record, you get them on the record about some key issues. So I don't want a lightning round that we saw in this Cuomo Molinaro debate about sausage and songs and nonsense. You want to throw one light question in there, like Errol Lewis often does on New York One, which is what's your favorite restaurant in the district or something like that, that also gets it, like how well do you know your district and whatever. Uh, but you can do it with substance. Totally. Are no, you I for think, congestion pricing, et cetera, et cetera? Right. I think we actually are closer in agreement. I think it's finally yes or no. I've won on you over. Issues. You had to totally, totally <laughs> No, I've always liked the yes or no's on substantive issues, but the your favorite song, do you like DC Comics versus Marvel, is just nonsense. But yeah, the question about what's your favorite restaurant, what's your favorite state park, you know? I mean, I think that would be revealing about how much a person uh, really is invested in the district. Uh, ben, we have just a few seconds left big story of the next week that we're looking at? Well, I think it's what are what are some of the near closing arguments of the candidates and will Andrew Cuomo agree to this one other debate that seems to be a, 
happening with the four other candidates agreeing to it on November 1st, will somehow he be willing to participate in that? And maybe his performance, which I think he thinks was good, will lead him to say, hey, let's do it again. I'll beat up on a few people this time. <laughs> That's right. A bigger crowd. How about you? Uh, makes it more fun. Uh, yes. Looking at the same, the very same stories and uh, closing arguments, particularly in the attorney general's race, which looks to be the only statewide contest that uh, that seems uh, seems close. You've been listening to Max and Murphy on WBAI 99.5 FM. Join us next Wednesday at five for more talk about these races. Join us on Election Day for our two hour live show. Uh, thanks for listening. Go Red Sox.